0: First Peter chapter one. We'll start out there. First Peter uh, chapter one. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, pray. We're looking at some uh, mission things we like to do. Uh, send some uh, care a couple, care boxes to a couple of our missionaries that are overseas, and before Christmas. And then uh, a while back we had talked about a missionary in South Africa that the woods knew, or the wife had a lot of medical problems and stuff. And so um, we'd like to maybe send them something to help them out. And then um, I was talking to my friend, Brother Moyer, matter of fact, who's coming up this weekend, uh, hopefully. But uh, uh, his church, there's a church in Tennessee that's trying to raise coats for the wintertime for refugees in the Ukraine. And so uh, they're getting up, so different churches are getting up uh, uh, a bunch of uh, coats and so uh, brother Moyer's daughters headed up for their church and so just put out if, if you have any coats <laughs> you know <laughs> decent coats maybe that you'd like to give we can give them uh, to uh, the Moyers then also our, our church is going to give some some money towards that uh, and uh, right before Thanksgiving um, uh Brother Moyer's daughter and son-in-law are going to, whatever coats they have, they're going to put in a U-Haul <laughs> and drive up to that church that's doing a container uh, of uh, uh, coats to help out. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, we've been praying for them. So, you know, if we have a chance to get in on doing something for them, that'll be a blessing too. So if you have uh, maybe some children's coats and maybe some, even some older coats or nice condition, or you want to go to Miracle Hill and, you know, buy something or whatever, that's in, you know, <laughs> get something that's in decent uh, uh, uh shape I've done a, I've done a lo- enough uh, you know taking supplies into countries that you know where you have to go through stuff and you'd be surprised some of the things that uh, you know uh, didn't give so you know uh, God didn't you know God gave you his best you know and so you know uh, try it when, you, when you have something to, to give it's not like you always have to go out and buy something big and expensive but at least you know give something uh, uh, decent maybe you don't want to use it then but it should still be something that you you know can be used. And so to be a to be a to be a blessing uh, uh, to others, you know, even when you're when you're sending stuff, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we're sending out Bibles all over. But you look at what they're printing and, it, you know, it's poor quality and it looks like And I'm like, well, man, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't send that out. You know, I'd rather do fewer something and it'd be the right quality and be a good testimony. But anyways, uh, something to think about there. If you have any questions let me know but <laughs> let's just read a few verses here. First Peter chapter 1 verses 23 through 25 say this. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which by the gospel is preached unto you. Let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of knowing you, the privilege of serving you. And Lord, uh, you are just a merciful and gracious God. And Lord, we're just so thankful that we can be a part of the family of God. Lord, that we can identify as a child of the King. That We can identify as the the church of uh, God and uh, Lord, as the family, Lord. And it's just so good to be here with my brothers and sisters that are here and those that are listening in. Again, we pray uh, for the many needs that were mentioned tonight. And uh, no doubt some aren't here tonight because of uh, sickness, please, uh, touch them, Lord. Again, we thank you for the good testimony uh, that Brother Dave uh, gave. Thank you for uh, using them to be a witness to know. And we pray that young man would uh, uh, get in a good uh, uh, Bible, even local church, and continue to grow and uh, move f- uh, forward for Thee. And when we think of uh, Patrick recently, and again Zach and others, uh, dear God, thank you, Lord, that you're still in the soul-saving, life-changing, local church-building business. And again, thank you for our missionaries. We thank you for this report from the Browns. And Lord, just continue to bless them and, and the others that we have the privilege to have a part. Amen. Partners, co-workers, co laborers in the ministry with. Now, again, help us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, notice these verses. Verse 23, again, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of evil. Incorruptible. Notice this, "...by the word of God, which what? Liveth." Amen? Aren't you glad you have a living book in your hand? That's what makes it different, right? There's life in this book. I don't understand that. I don't know how that works, but I just know. Amen? There's life in this book. And notice that word, "...abideth forever." Verse 25 says, "...and the word of the Lord endureth forever." So I want to look at that thought of abide, the thought of abide. First, I want to look at the abiding word of God, which it mentions right here. You know, of course, we live in a day uh, where, you know, of uh, I, I want to call it unprecedented uh, relativism, where, you know, where opinions, ideas and even truth change from moment to moment and uh, person to person. We talked about that before. When we talked about truth recently. Right. Everybody has their own truth. And of course, uh, you know, not the political, but we're heading into the, the the midterms and right, you know, everybody's always changing depending where they're at and who they're talking to, you know, uh, where they stand on the issues. You know, we hear, we hear that term, well, you know, he's evolved or she's evolved on the, the issues. So anyways, and you know, I mean, what, what, what does that even mean? Well, we know what it means. It means, well, you know, when it was popular to have Take this stance on the issue. Well, then they took that stand, and now that it's proper to take this stand on that same issue, you know they take this stand. You know they've they've evolved. They're you know enlightened. You know well, really they're not enlightened. They're in further uh, darkness. But thank God that we have right His abiding and unchanging Word, right? Uh, as it as it uh, as it says there, the abiding and unchanging word psalm uh, uh, 119 89 says this forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven and uh, that word there means to take a stand to remain permanently to continue and not to uh, not to change let me check something right here okay I see something there all right something I thought I'd typed in I didn't <laughs> type in, I'm like, wait a minute. I had a definition of something there, but that's okay. But again, Psalm 119 and says, For says, again, forever, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And that word settled means to take a stand, to remain permanently, to continue and not to change, right? So they can try to change the word of God down here as much as they can, but hey, God settled that thing when he put it together up in heaven. And I like that thought is that it means to take a stand, So God, in His Word, you know what he did? He took a stand uh, on some important issues that we have to deal with on a daily basis. He took a stand on the important uh, uh, doctrines. And you know what? His stand on those issues, his stand about those sins has not evolved, (laughs) right? Has not changed. God's opinion has not evolved. God's Word has not evolved, as we say. He said what He meant and meant what He said. But uh, unfortunately... Uh, really, it's sad to say I've seen over the last few years, believers, you know, we talk about, you know, we get mad at uh, politicians for evolving on where they stand on issues. But you know what? You know what's worse than a politician evolving on an issue is a preacher evolving on an issue or a believer evolving on uh, an, an issue. And, uh, you know, as they say, these things ought not to be so uh, 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 brother. Right. I mean, uh if, if, you know, if, if it was right when God said it and, uh, to, you know, thousands of years ago and it was right a hundred years ago when they preached it, you know, it's uh, it's right today. And, uh, you know, so uh, we, you know, we don't want to evolve. We, we, we want to be like God. His word is settled. His stance on those issues are settled and what he thinks about them. And that we need to, to feel the same way. I say a 40 verse eight says this again, the grass withereth. The flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. It's not going anywhere. It will not change in any way. So God's unchanging word is always going to be there for us. Boy, what a, what a wonderful thing there. This is, you know, it's going to be there for us like an old friend. Amen. Just a, a faithful friend. It's going to be there for us. It's uh, that we can always turn to. And listen, we know that we're always going to get the same uh, answer from uh, the, the Word of God. You know, listen, you say, well, you know, people say the Bible is hard to understand. Listen, the most important, sure, there's some difficult things in there because, you know, it's a book that you can grow through your whole life. So there's milk and... There's meat, right? And there's deep things. But you'll find that really... You know, when you get into prophecy, you know, that can be difficult. When you get into those things, Revelation can be difficult and, uh, you know, Ezekiel can be uh, uh, difficult. But you know what? Uh, That's not where you find your main doctrines. It might talk about those main doctrines, right? Or it might talk about some important things. But really, the most important things that you need to know in a believer are really the simplest and, uh, and, 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 uh, and clearest things. You know, and people ask me, well, how come some people believe, some people that? And I really, sometimes, like I say, I don't know. I don't know if you're really saved, how anybody could ever question something like eternal security. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, people I know, relatives I know that don't believe in that. I think, how in the world could you mess that one up? That just seems like one of the clearest things in the Word of God and some other things that people argue. But a lot of times... It comes to, you know, they were maybe taught something when they were a young Christian and, you know, pride will hold them there or uh, those that they uh, uh, interact with. You know, that's what they believe. So they don't want to go against the uh, 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 crowd or whatever. I say, well, no, not not me. If I really, if I, you know, of course, I I think the independent Baptist. All right. But if I came across something that I really thought we had it wrong, you know what? I'd get up and say, hey, man, I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, I think we got it wrong here. So far, I haven't run into anything like that. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm thankful, but thank God that the word of God is unchanging and it abides there forever for us and it's settled. So we have the abiding word of God, but then we have, of course, the abiding God of the word. And so that goes for the unchanging God of the word as well. You know, we love to quote Hebrews 13, 5, which says, He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Deuteronomy 31 6 says be strong and of a good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them for the Lord thy God. I love it. He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. He will not forsake thee. And you know what does this verse tell us just like the word of God is always going to be there for us. The God of the word he's just is just going to be there. It means we have an abiding ever present God ever-present Savior, ever-present Lord. You know, the other uh, day, uh, you know, I was talking about something, and we mentioned uh, Barn- uh, Barnabas, you know, how they gave him that name, Son of Consolation. I was joking about giving, uh, you know, Ari, if I could give Ari a nickname, it'd be, you know, uh, Barnabas was the Son of Consolation. And I said, well, I'd call Ari the Son of There, you know, because he's always there. But, you know, really, <laughs> that, that's, that's God, you know, He, 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 you know. So Ari's the son of there, right? And well, God is the God of there. He's the God. We could say he's the God of there. So if we gave our shepherd, right, uh, a, a name, if you will, we would say he's the God of there. He is always there for us. And here's the thing: he's always consciously there. He's consciously there. That's the thing. You know, you've heard the term, you know, we use that term, you know, living, you know, you hear that term living in the moment. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, 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 being in the moment or being present in the moment. Well, you know what? Think about that. He's the eternal God. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He's big and he's mighty and he's all these things. But you know what? He's a God that yet he, though he's all those things, he's a God that always lives in the moment. You know, you want to be like God, live in the moment. You know what? He wants to live in the moment with you. That's an amazing thing. You know, we, we, we talk about when sometimes when we're with people, we say about people, you know, they're well, they're present, their body's here, but they weren't really there. Right. They weren't really there. Uh, you know, of course, we mean they weren't consciously there. They weren't focused on the moment. You know, their mind is somewhere else. Right. Now, fortunately, I've never been accused of that, you know, but I know there are people like that. I know I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes. You know, uh, uh, I, you know that, I don't know what men's problem are when they're at work. They're thinking about what they're gonna do after work or they're thinking about what they gotta do when they get home. But as soon as they get home, you know what they're thinking about? They're thinking about work. What is our problem, right? We're at work, we're thinking about home. We're at home, we're thinking about work. You know, we have trouble just like, you know, focusing on right where we're at. But you know what? God's always focused on right where he's at. Of course, we know he's everywhere. But when he's with you, right? He wants to be in that moment with you. He wants to abide with you. He wants to share that moment with you. He wants to consciously Right. Be there with you. And of course, we, we get on to people for not being that way. And that's the way we need to be when we're with people, be there in the moment. But what a wonderful thing that God wants to be there and be in the moment uh, with us and share life with us. God is always there through his ever constant abiding. Right. So we could say he is ever constant being There and he continuously is there to give us spiritual life and sustenance, amen, and help us and give us what we need, amen. He's in the moment because he wants to be there continually helping us and strengthening us in the moment consciously. You know, uh, first John, let me give you some verses from first John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, some good verses. Verse 14 says, This I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you're strong, and the word of God abideth in you. That's the wonderful thing. The word of God abides and it's there, but amen. It's there to abide in us. And you've overcome the wicked one, of course. How we do that? Well, because the word of God abided in us. And like the Lord said, hey, when, 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 uh, when uh, uh, Jesus was being tempted, what did he do? He didn't say, hey, Satan, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who I am? No, of course, we know Satan knew who he was, right? But he just gave the word of God. And that's the great thing to study the life of Jesus, because most of the time when he had those great victories, it wasn't just because he was God, but he used the same tools that he avails to us, like the word of God. So it says the word of God abideth in you, and then in verse twenty-seven it says, "But the anointing, which you have received, right? Listen, we've all got the anointing. You know, uh, uh, some you know groups, you know, they talk about having the anointing. Hey, man, <laughs> do you have the anointing? Is there a word from the Lord? Hey, listen, we've all got the word from the Lord. We've all got the anointing, but the anointing which you have received of Him." Abideth in you. So you got the word of God abiding in you, you got the anointing abiding in you, and ye ye need not that any man teach you. Talking about the Holy Spirit. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Verse 28, and now little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming, right? Because we abide in him. In other words, we were in our place and we did what we were supposed to do so we don't have to be ashamed when he appears. We can have that confidence. So we see he abides in us. His word abides in us. His spirit abides in us, right? And what a wonderful thing that is. John 15, look at some verses in John 15 using that word abide. Of course, we know about the the, 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 the vine, John 15, 4 and 5 says this, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Amen? Right there it is. Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Boy, just, just those words right there ought to be before us as we go through life. Without me, you can do nothing. Boy, how often, you know, I, I quote those verses a lot when I pray in the morning, you know, because I, I do it. I, 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 I want to live. I want to be conscious. And when I pray in the morning, I, 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 a lot of times I say, I say, Lord, I realize that without you, I'm getting ready to walk out that door here in a little bit. And I realize that my next breath is not without you. Right, uh, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday when I was praying this. I said, Lord, my next breath is not without you, my next heartbeat. And I, I remember I was sitting there, you know, I sat in my chair, and I don't know how you do when you're in the morning, and I moved my hand. I said, Lord, I can't do this without you. You know, I, I want to live in that consciousness. I was, ra- I was raising my hand as I was praying, uh, and I said, I just moved my hand I said, Lord, I can't do this without you. I want to live in that consciousness that I'm completely dependent upon you. And the only reason. Amen. That you abide in me and I uh, abide in you. And so it is well with my soul. He wants you. Right. Just like, listen, his word is always there. He is always there in you. And you know what? He wants you to always be there right in the moment and consciously in him and live that way. He wants you to always be there. We know we're in Christ. But again, we're about talking about abiding consciously in the moment. Of course, we know God. Amen. He's there right there with you and he's living in the moment. Right. With you. But you know what? He wants you to be living in the moment. Just like when somebody's with you. Right. And uh, and you're 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 saying, hey, no. Hey, right. Right here. Listen. Hey, are you here? You know, your body's here. But, you know, hey. Hey, honey, I want your mind and your everything else here, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't be that way. Come on. Let's be honest. Right. Would you know, what the, God's that's how God we know. God is always that way. But he wants us to be that way with him as well. So he wants us to be the abiding children of God. And what does that mean? In what way are we to abide in Christ? And what is the evidence that we are Abiding in Christ. What is the what is the evidence? Well, the the, the Word of God, all right? Especially in the New Testament, is full of evidences and ways that we can know we are abiding in Christ. That we can have that conscious awareness that we're abiding in Christ. That conscious awareness that we're living in the moment with Christ. Well, one, I'll give you these quickly. Is we'll, we'll walk as Christ. He that saith he abideth in Him. Well. Are you abiding in Him? Are you living in the moment with Him? Well, what's the testimony of that? Well, walk even as He walked. That'll be the desire of your heart, to walk even as He walked. Not only to walk as He walked, but of course to think like that. Let this mind be in you. And again, I love that word, let, because what does it mean? It means that, it's already there. Right. You're saved. It's there. But let it <laughs> right? let it have its way in your mind. Right. Let brotherly love continue. Right. That love that you should have towards a brother or towards somebody's there because the spirit of God's in you. Right. And you just, you know, get out of the way and let it. Amen. Let that mind be in you. And then, of course, you'll act like he acted. He says, John 13, 15, for I've given you an example that ye should do as I do unto you. And so we want to walk, we want to, we want to think, and we want to act like our Lord. And, of course, uh, another way that we'll know that we're abiding in Him and we're living consciously in the moment with Him is, right, we won't habitually sin. 1 John 3, 6, Whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen Him, neither known Him. And of course, what's the saying is we will not continuously, we will not habitually walk in sin as uh, believers. Right. That, that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, people that go out there and they, if they can go out there and they can live in sin and there's no conviction and there's no consciousness, that doesn't line up with the word of God. They can say they're saved all day, but that doesn't line up with the word of God. I know people can backslide. I know things can happen, but you know, it's one thing for you to do something and say, well, okay, I know I'm wrong and I don't know why, you know, I need to get this right with God, but it's another thing that when it, you get it and it doesn't bother you and you can continue in it. So it says, doesn't continuously, unlike before salvation, sin is no longer the rule in our life. You know, if, if, it, if it does happen, if we do mess up, it should be an, an, an exception. But we're not we don't have to give it into it anymore. And then, of course, we continue in his word. John 8.31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, abide in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. One of the most powerful and clear evidences of true salvation, true Christianity is a love and desire for. For God's word. You know, I, w- I was talking to a, a young preacher a few months ago. We got talking about 1 John, you know, and I said, Well, you know, I think in, in 1 John, it, it, there it's talking, a lot of those places, it's talking about evidences that should be in your life if you're saved. And he said, Well, I think it's only dealing with fellowship. We know in some places it's dealing with fellowship, right? And I said, no, I don't think it's just showing that you're in fellowship. I think it's evidence that you're saved. And then, you know, one of the, somebody else said, well, no, because I've seen people that are saved and they don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, no, no, uh-uh. that doesn't line up with the word of God. You know, that God gets in you and there's no uh, evidence. You know, every time you make a serious commitment, you want evidence. Why, why do we wear a ring, right? Because we've made a serious commitment to someone and we want there to be evidence. We expect there uh, uh, to be evidence, right? You know, I mean, you, you get married and uh, wow, hey man, that was, a, that was a, that was a, that was a, I really enjoyed that wedding, man. I really appreciate you marrying me today. That was a great wedding. And uh, see it, well, I'm going back to my parents' house, right? No, uh, right? That, that, that doesn't work, right? No, there, there's things that change, things that change. And of course, in salvation, that happens. So, one of the most powerful ones is, right, the love and desire for the Word of God. 1 John 2 17, and the world passes away and the lesser of, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. There'll be that desire to do with a transformed life. And then, of course, we'll bear that fruit. We'll bear that fruit. John 15 5 again, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Again, for without me you can't do it. There will be that evidence. Now, the Bible says, you know, I I don't understand. I'll be honest, you know, it says some 30, some 60, some 100. You know, hey, maybe not everybody's going to have the same result, but there'll be something. There'll be something there. And some of the ways will bear fruit. Uh, give you this quick through, through what we call commendation, right? We'll, we'll have a desire to praise and worship God. Hebrews 13, 5. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. I mean, about you, but when you're, when you, when you, when you're alone with God, when you have uh, your, your moment, I don't know how your heart is stirred. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, just alone in the morning, man, you know, uh, uh, there are just, just, you know, raising your hand and you just like you, you have that conscious awareness that you're fellowshipping uh, 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 with God. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, 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 in the morning there, if I don't, you know, uh, keep track, I'll go oh, that much time, you know, pass already because you want to be in that conscious presence of him and praising Him. Then, of course, through a change of character, Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And you you ought to see those in people's Uh, uh, lives. Some have more than others, but, (laughs) right? Some bear a little more fruit in those different uh, uh, areas, but uh, uh, there'll be evidence of those things, right? That the, the sap is flowing, so to speak. Amen. How do you know the sap's flowing? Well, because the fruit will be shown. That's how you know. And that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. How do you know the Holy Spirit is flowing in somebody's life, abiding in somebody's life? Because the fruit will bring forth, right? And it says what? And they that are Christ, right? That's the key. We'll have that evidence. And then through conduct, Colossians 1.10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all, pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Romans 6.22, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have fruit unto holiness. Man, do you have a desire uh, 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 for, you know, for holiness you know, people think, oh, well, that means you walk around and be a stiff neck. No, uh-uh. Boy, I tell you, if you want to read a good book, personally, I think it's a good book. Anybody here ever read Ironside's book on holiness? That's a good, well, I, I got a copy of it. I think that's a good book on, you know, give you some good clarity about, you know, holiness. That's a good book on holiness, at least personally, I, I think it is. So if you want to read a book on that, then you can tell me what you think. And then, of course, uh, through giving, Philippians 4, 17, not because I desire a gift, but what fruit that may abound to your account. Uh, of course, that's why we give to missions. And then, of course, a desire to see people saved. First Corinthians 16, 15, I beseech you, brethren, you know, the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia and that ye, I love this, addicted themselves to the ministry. Well, you want to be addicted to something? Be addicted to the ministry. And John 4:36, he that reapeth, receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life. Souls, souls, man. It, 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 if there's one area I beat myself up over the head, just being honest with you, I, is Lord, uh, Lord, uh, help make me more uh, soul conscious. Boy, that's probably an area where. I get onto myself the most, just being honest with you, is to be more soul conscious. He that reapeth receives a beareth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. So abideth, abide, right? Thank God for the abiding word of God. It's always going to be uh, uh, their force and we want it to abide in us. We want it to be active in our life. It's alive. We want God uh, to be He wants to abide in us. He wants to live uh, uh, consciously in the moment with us. And he wants us to do that with him. So let me give you this definition of abide. It means to remain in one place. It means to remain valid. It means to remain permanently and not to change like the word of God. It means to be ever present there. That's where you're abiding. So as God' God's word abides actively in us, as Christ, the God of the word, actively abides in us, as we actively and consciously abide in Christ, amen, will remain in the right place. Our testimony will remain valid. We'll have the testimony we should have as Christians. Our stance on doctrine will not change. And we will be there consciously and aware of what God is doing and trying to do uh, uh, in our life. And so man, as we as we, well, even tonight, but as you get up in the morning to say, Lord, today, and maybe you are in tune. But if you're not say, Lord, today, I want to live in tune. Amen. That that your, your your word is alive in me, that you're alive in me and I'm alive in you. And I want to I want to live with that conscious awareness that, man, I could just sort of. You know, you hear about people just sort of uh, slip into prayer and uh, uh, slip into just a, a, a moment with the Lord. You know, we think, oh, no, that's how that's what they did a few hundred years ago. <laughs> no, that's the That's the way, that's the way that uh, we should live. Not, you know, I remember uh, uh, a, a friend of mine, he, you know, when those uh, little pocket things or whatever first came out, when all this technology came out, he was always setting alarms for stuff, you know, and uh, he's like, man, you know, I, I thought this was going to help me save time. But now I'm so busy. I don't, you know, I'm not spending time with the Lord like I said. I said, would you set an alarm on there for praising the Lord? Did you ever think about that? You know, we set alarms for everything else throughout the day or on our calendar. Did you ever think about setting an alarm? 215, turn your mind towards the Lord. Or 215, just raise your hand towards the Lord. Or, you know, 530, just pause for a moment and say, Lord, thank you whatever it is. Listen, little things like that just to to help you uh, keep your mind consciously uh, where it should be throughout the day. You say, well, that's, yeah, that's whatever. And it's a good thing to do. Amen. Let's pray.